Hi, this is Tish Bouvier, and welcome to my new podcast, Write Coffee and Repeat. Here, we will talk about books, writing, and anything dealing with the literary process of being a published author. Who am I? Well, I'm a writer striving to be a cozy mystery author. Right now, I have a new book out. It's called Echoes and Whispers Haiku for Nano Writers. And it's a book of inspiration to keep writers pushing words forward while they participate in Camp Nano and Nano Mo. So, my goal is to continue to write and mastering my craft. Um, I would like to write a cozy mystery. That is a genre I'm so in love with. I love happy endings. I love solving pieces of a puzzle, putting it together. And hopefully, you will join me as I write my first cozy mystery series. So, stay with me. Uh, Listen to my podcast on a regular basis. I will interview other authors, writers, and talk about books that we read by hosting a roundtable review and anything of interest in the literary world. Join me each and every time you click on Write Coffee and Repeat over a good cup of coffee while sitting on my red vinyl sofa. Until next time, you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. Welcome to Write Coffee Repeat. I'm your host, Tish Bouvier. Good morning. Well, today I come really unscripted. There is no notes (laughs) or anything to follow. And I was going to say I woke up with a heavy heart this morning. I felt that's the way I was supposed to wake up with everything that's going on in the world. But when I got out of bed and started making my coffee, I had a conversation with God. I did. And I don't want to make this into a deep-hearted spiritual talk. Because <clears throat> I'm still developing my relationship with God and trying to get close to Him and trying to live my life differently from the way I used to live. And I just want to share with you that <clears throat> in January, I gave my life to God. Um, I rededicated my life. I was baptized when I was eight years old, but I didn't know the meaning behind that. Actually, the the story is sort of funny. I went to church with my grandmother and my cousins and all this other good stuff. And I was just walking down the aisle, walking down the aisle, looking for the rest of the family member. And somehow I got swept up with the other people that was giving their life to Christ and wanted to be baptized. So I really didn't know what I was doing at eight. So I think somewhere in my early 20s, I rededicated my life and then I had some loss in the family and I stopped going to church and I started judging the preachers and the pastors and felt like well how can you talk that talk and you're not walking that talk you know so that was my attitude and as I got older and had kids of my own and I had a spirit-filled grandmother and a mom who was teaching me you know you can't judge your pastors you can't judge anybody for their sins. Everyone's walk is different and God may not have delivered them from that particular sin. So I started to understand and after my grandmother passed, it took me a while to really regroup and 
this past January, <clears throat> well, right before this January, I, I, I talked to God. <laughs> I wanted him back in my life and I was trying to find a church home. And I met some wonderful people. Oh my God, it, it's just amazing who he will put in your life to bring you closer to him, to plant that seed and to just bring you closer to him. So anyway, in January, I went back to the same church, my family church, that I tried to stay away from, that I found judgment with. And I was so filled that I was eating everywhere my pastor would share with the congregation. I needed that. And the more I embraced Christ into my life, the more opportunities has opened up, more doors has opened up. My attitude about everything has totally changed. You know, I never really been a negative person, but my mom told me the other day, the Bible is a blueprint for life. Because when I started reading the Bible, especially the Old Testament, well, some things in the New Testament, I say, oh my gosh, we are living this today. You know, some of the things that happened back then is what's happening in today's society. And she said, yes, the Bible has all the answers you need to get you through any crisis that you may experience in life. It's a blueprint for life. It has all the answers there. And so um, that hit me, hit me really hard because this past week with everything that's happening in the United States, it just broke my heart. I started to get angry. And I have this app on my phone. uh, What is it? The Daily, uh, the Bible, the Daily Bible. And on the widget, on the homepage widget, it gives you um, the verse of the day. And every morning when I will wake up or whenever I see something bad in the news, I get so angry. But for some reason, I go and check my phone, that Burt verse is staring me right in my face. And it was like the answer I needed for the day. It was the answer to everything that was going on in this world. And it was just like God telling me, just believe in me, have faith, just believe in me. So this morning, after watching the news last night, I had to turn it off. I said, forget this. I can't take it no more. And I got off of Twitter. Well, I'm still on Twitter, but I realized I don't need to watch all that stuff. I don't need to read everybody's opinion about what's going on because it's like it added fuel to my fire, to a fire that was slowly going out. And I had to just say, you know, I can't do this. Stop it. Just focus on one thing. Even the writing community, because we have a diverse group of people in that community And we strayed away from talking about writing in the books, which is okay. But I don't like it when someone trying to get you started, you know, get that fire burning again to keep dosing that fuel on the flame. I had to get a sip of coffee. So, um, so I decided to limit my time on Twitter. And I looked at something, my daughter, because she's living in L.A. And, you know, my concern was really 100% on top level this morning. And to hear how sad and heartbroken she is, and and it just tore me up that she wants to get out there. And I'm like, no, don't. You know, I know we all want to have our voices heard, but there's a mixture of everything out there, not just protesters, but people just trying to add fuel to your fire. And then I was like, well, God... 
You have control of all this. You have control of all this. And just something hit me instantly. You got to realize, Tish, it's not in your time, but it's in God's time. Things going to change. Things are going to get better. This is the test of your faith. It may not be a test of your particular faith for this particular issue, but for me, my faith is being tested. I always thought my faith was going to be tested with my family, with my kids, with my husband, or with some personal stuff that's going on in the home. But no, my faith is being tested with society, how I react to all this stuff that's going on. And... I had to realize God is in control. He's right. I need to believe in him. I need to keep prayerful. I need to um, pray for everyone. You know, not just for myself and my family, but for the whole world. Because God sees the whole picture. We don't. Our picture is just right there in front of our eyes at that particular moment. And I had to realize, okay, well, the stuff's still going to happen. More things are going to happen, but I need to believe in God and his words and look at the Bible as the blueprint for life and realize it's not in my time. It's not going to stop overnight or tomorrow, but it's going to stop in God's time. And that brought me peace this morning, you know, and I was just like, wow, he really, really talks to me because everything question I had inside was somehow given to me in some form or fashion, either through a friend, through my mom who told me something, through that message. It was like each day that verse came up with an answer for the questions I had. And I was like, oh my goodness, just keep your faith and keep hope. That's all we have. God is all we have, and that faith, and that hope. So anyway, I'm feeling better. So moving on, moving on. This week has been a really productive week for me. I learned how to manage my time a little bit, not much. I still struggle here and there, but I went from one extreme to the other extreme. Well, A couple of weeks ago, I was just doing everything in one day. I was building Rome in a day. Well, this week, (laughs) I decided to just lay one or two bricks down at a time (laughs) and have the rest of the time off. And that was a couple of days where I didn't do anything. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I need a middle ground. I need a middle ground. I need to come and make a compromise in between those two moments of my life. So I got up a few days ago and I started working on some things that I wanted to do. And the good thing is I start my day off really early. I usually start, wake up about four o'clock in the morning and sometimes 3.30 to give me that extra time before my husband a call or the kids will get up. Well, my kids don't get up. Honestly, they will sleep to two o'clock in the evening. (laughs) And, um, but that's my best time is early morning hours to write, to do all the little tasks I need to do. Uh, I'm so good at multitasking in the mornings. I didn't realize that until I started paying attention to the things I do. And, um, 
I'm trying to think what else. Um, oh, yeah. So, um, I got up <clears throat> and I did what I had to do and I took a break. Yeah, I took a break. I took a break around maybe 11 o'clock. And I probably came back to do a little bit more something different around noon. I, I multitask, but <clears throat> I divided things up into time segments. I didn't actually write it down. Maybe this week I'll write it down. Actually, I probably won't. I hate time schedules. Honestly, I do. But it's like everything I do is on a time schedule, like the webinars that I attended, uh, the live videos that I attended was... Um, are on a time schedule. So I can deal with that. So I worked around those time schedule and about maybe three or four o'clock in the evening, I was through. And that felt pretty good because I wasn't overburdened. I wasn't stressed. I wasn't all over the place. I was very productive and a lot of things I needed to do, such as work a little bit on my website, um, do some writing, uh, do some podcasting, um, prepare for my uh, YouTube. Oh yeah, that's another thing. I was supposed to go live this morning, but the way I was feeling when I got up, I wasn't in the mood. I was not in the mood and I was like, you know what? That's okay. But I'm going to change my times and day. I'm just going to take that off my header because I don't want to be set to that particular schedule. Right now, I think for the first couple of weeks, I'm just gonna go with the flow. And those who join me, it'll be so wonderful. And I probably can get a feel of how things really are with the YouTubing before I actually set myself on a time schedule. And right now I'm feeling it's something I wanna do every day. And the reason why I say that because I'm really focused on getting this draft done completely by the 31st of uh, July. And I want to do it live with everyone on um, YouTube. So instead of doing two days, I just might wake up uh, four o'clock in the morning and do it. I may wake up at at six o'clock and do it. I may decide, okay, well, I'm going to get a, I'm going to do this at two and I may do it two or three times a day. So that would be my writing platform for the, I guess, next several months. <clears throat> so that's why I didn't do it today. I, I was not in that mood. And as a writer, you're going to find there are times you are not in the mood to do certain things, but don't beat yourself up about it. Don't get mad. It's okay. Some people will say, you need to stick to the schedule. Well, I'm not on anybody's schedule. I'm on God's time, but I'm not on any time. And I don't like following the time. So I'm cool with that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I need another sip. Are you drinking your coffee this morning? Mm. This is my second cup. And it is so good. And for breakfast this morning, I had leftover pizza with coffee. Oh my gosh. And I'm not really a big pizza fan. I hadn't had pizza, I guess, in about six months. And day old pizza and coffee is really good. So that was my breakfast. And um, let's see, what else did I do? So anyway, I probably will do a uh, write-in on my um, YouTube today. Just look for Tish Bouvier. Um, I will probably put a link in this podcast. 
and uh, send some flyers out on different social media just to get people aware of what I'm doing. And let's see what else did I do this week. Um, that's it. Uh, I did a book review on my blog. Um, last weekend, we was talking in my WWJ boot camp. And um, that's Writing Warriors for Jesus boot camp with Jen Laurie. And um, we were saying that we find it hard to read. And the reason why we find it hard to read right now, because we can't stay focused. I could not stay focused. I had about five different books to read, and they was good books. And I get into one, and then I put it down. I read a couple of chapters. I get into another, read a couple of chapters. But I couldn't stay focused long enough to finish. And it, was, it wasn't because the books were boring, because they weren't, and they was attention grabbers. But my mind was all over the place, and it was because I had so much going on that I needed to do, I couldn't stay focused on reading for pleasure. So she made a suggestion to read something out of your genre. Uh, She talked about children's books. And so that's what I did, you know, because I'm working on a weekend project that I hadn't shared with y'all. His name is Boo, the ghost that lives in the toaster. (laughs) And I, I came up with that title, we was talking about something one weekend during a writing boot camp. And all of a sudden, I saw this image of a ghost. He looks like a puff of smoke, but shaped in the form of a ghost coming from a toaster. You know how when you get too many breadcrumbs at the bottom of the toaster, or you got your setting up too high, and your toaster is old and it starts to smoke? Well, that's where Boo came in at. And he's a little children's story. So my issue with that writing adult fiction versus writing a children's story, I find myself writing way too much and it's getting too complicated to just be a children's story. So I try to cut a lot of things out. And um, uh, she told me, I think it's called Young Readers. You know, I think it's like from eight years old to I forgot what age. And then I was like, no, but my little girl, she's only five, you know, so I'm going to have to cut a lot of more words out of that and make it very simple because I was told there should be two lines per page in a children's book and no more than 32 pages of contents. So um, I'm working on that and I'm trying to remember how my kids would talk as children, plus my little girl, I call her a ghetto because my baby girl... (laughs) She was different from my other two children. She was my uh, ghetto child. Now I have no problem with the term ghetto because uh, I was born and raised in the ghetto. So yeah, I have no problem with that. And I hope no one take a fist today. And I guess uh, I asked her, did she know what ghetto means? She said, no, well, she don't. So hopefully when she read my book, and the only reason I said she's ghetto because she don't hold her tongue for anything. Well, not as a child. Right now, she's totally different from what she was as a child. She didn't hold her tongue. She has. She was just as sassy as she wanted to be. She didn't care if you was mama or daddy. She was a sassy little thing. <laughs> so anyway, my little girl, she's not as sassy, but she got some of that in her that toughness, <clears throat> that roughness, that's not afraid of anything. <clears throat> and she's not afraid of boo, and she make that known. So anyway, that's my weekend project, and that's like my mental distraction from everything. I should have worked on him yesterday, but I didn't. And that's what I'm doing. And it's just for 
bun. I will publish it, but I want to draw the pictures myself. Um, I do have some drawing skills, but I just want to make it really simple. And the books that I read this weekend, that was, I read about 20 children's books last weekend. It was really intriguing, interesting to see how different authors write <clears throat> their children's story. And that was five, no, I'm sorry, three that I liked the most that I saved. And I did a book review on my blog. And um, so I have an idea how I want to make Boo. So I'm still working on that for the weekend. Um, I'm also working on a couple of haiku books. I need to put two aside and focus on that one so I can get that out soon. And... um, what else? And then my cozy mystery. That's always number one. No matter what's going on in the world, no matter what I have to do, I get up and I write at least 2,000 words a day on my cozy mystery. That's a plus. Now I can slow that down a little bit and focus on the content, make sure all the details are in there, all my conflicts and characters are right. So that's what I'm working on now. <clears throat> and that's a plus. That's number one, because I want to be branded and known as a cozy mystery author. But I also want to put out a couple of children's books just for fun, just to pass on to my kids and just have something there. If I have grandchildren, well, my kids are much older, but like my little girl in uh, Boo, her name is Reese. And my baby girl middle name is Reese. So that's where that name come from. And her sister is named Maddie, which is my middle daughter's name. She's Madison, but her friends call her Maddie. And Maddie is 13. So she's at that age where she don't have time to play with Reese. And Reese is, um, she missed her friends. She, she had to move because the family uh, lost their home due to a hurricane which is something that happened to us back in 2017. And then there's mommy. <laughs> mommy is a nurse who works long hours on the weekend. So she does everything. She do everything she can to give Reese the attention she needs. But when she come home on the weekend, it's sort of a struggle for her to play and read and all this other good stuff. So Reese feel a little neglected with people wanting to play with her and read with her. So that's how her and Boo meet which is accidentally because um her sister her sister taught her how to make toast because she didn't have time to sit around and make her breakfast too and when she went to go get her toast out the toaster boo grabbed the toast so that's how it starts so anyway that's that's boo and i share more with you as i go along so um anyway i was talking about um my haiku and i think I'm going to refocus on a different haiku. And I found out a lot of people don't like haiku. I love haiku because it's simple. It um, it makes you appreciate things. And you have to have a good uh, perspective on a haiku. And it is an acquired taste for those who write other forms of poetry because of the simplicity of it. But my goal is to teach people just how to reflect on the moment to how to just let go of everything in your world that's going on around you and to appreciate the little things that we tend to take for granted, like the early morning silence, 
<laughs> Even the sound of your alarm clock can be something you can appreciate. You can't see it now, but if it's written in a poetic form as in a haiku, it will make you appreciate, hey, you got this alarm clock that will wake you up and keep you from being late. And you are really in a chaotic state. If you're late for work, you got to get up and get dressed. You're going to get you something to eat and you get stuck in traffic because you're late. So it teaches you how to appreciate these little things that we need in our daily life, but that we take for granted. <clears throat> so I'm going to work on that probably sometime today and do some revision on it. Because I think in this world right now, people just need to take time and slow down. And the coronavirus didn't slow anybody down, don't seem like it. Maybe some people, for me it did, but I've always been slow anyway. So I'm thinking, okay, this book will be out there. There will come a time where someone needs something to stop and reflect upon the things they do appreciate. Excuse me, before it's taken away from you. Because nothing in this world is promised. It's not. So that's my that's the reason why I like haiku so much because it allows you to reflect and let's see what else I wanted to share um that's about it I think going into this new week tomorrow is June the 1st oh my gosh yeah we're moving into a new beginning a new chapter a new month a new week I want to make it every moment count, but I also want to create that balance throughout each of my days and offer something of content, something of value, something that you, my listeners, can bring into your life. Even if it's one little tidbit, my writing coach will say nugget that you can hold on to and maybe use in your life and share with someone else. So until next time, I want you to find your hope. Find your hope in the moment. Something that's going to uplift you. Something that's going to make you feel good. Something that's going to take you away from the chaos of the world. Because that's going to be there. That's not changing anytime soon that I know of. But you don't need your flame exploding or engulfing to take over your whole existence. Because that can happen if you're not careful. So get you a good cup of coffee. Maybe sit in your backyard if you have one. Uh, Sit in your front yard if you can. Or find you a pleasant spot in your home. Because sometimes, I couldn't believe, there's a lot of people don't like staying at home. I was like, why these people don't like staying at home? I love home. I do. I love my home so much that I can find pleasure in any corner in my home. Honestly, I can. That's just who I am. But find what brings you comfort. Something that gives you a peace. Even if it's reading, crocheting, drawing, painting. Find that one thing that can take you away from everything else to relax your mind, your soul, and your spirit. Even if it's just a good cup of coffee. And that's what I'm drinking this morning. 
So until next time, y'all know me and my allergies, right? Stay blessed, be happy, and happy writing. I would love to have you as a guest on Write, Coffee, and Repeat. If you're a reader, a writer, or a published author, send me an email to tishbouvier at icloud.com. I would love for you to share your story as a form of inspiration for others as we sit on my red vinyl sofa and have a good cup of coffee.